You see people get hundreds of thousands of dollars into cars. Yeah. Right? So you're going to put a bunch of time and money in it, and it's it's all for a loss. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. you can write it off as a learning experience, <laughs> but you got to know when to stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But some people don't. Next thing you know, he's got $300,000 into this car that, like, some pristine example went through Barrett Jackson and got $32,000. Oh. Welcome back to another episode of Modify with Trick Factory Custom. That sounded weird when I said it. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> yeah, I know the, the tonality I used was kind of weird. <laughs> but if this is your first time watching, my name is Elvis. Tim. <laughs> Always working, Nolan. Man. On the phone. <laughs> my name is Nolan. Nolan. Oh, that, okay. That's a cool one. Very, very chill today. Yeah. Enrique was the last. No, I forgot which one was the last one, but that was good. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nolan. Okay. Sweet. Yes. Um, and uh, this is, that's Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna stick to my own name from I know. now on. When people when people meet you in person, they'll be like, um, they use like one of the old. What was your name again? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so confused. Yeah. I'll be like, so am I. <laughs> uh, but uh, on this uh, episode or on this podcast, we talk about uh, modified cars, and uh, occasionally we stir the pot up and people get people mad. Uh, mm. Like this past week, yeah, uh, a lot of people got mad. <laughs> On our uh, video, we did a we did a previous podcast on um, takeovers and why they are the worst thing ever created since the invention of the automobile. And a lot of people agreed with us, but a lot of people were upset. And we uh, have since learned a lot of things or words and captions like no cap and yeah. um, finna finna and uh, what else? What's there's a lot of them. I don't think so there was there terms. was a, there was a lot. I don't even remember them. Like it's oh, um, uh, I mean we knew lit. There's ONG, ONG, oh God. God, yeah. They're very religious guys <laughs> that are out running so people yeah. over terms. with their cars. Yeah. Yep, and uh, people telling us that we suck and that they make the community, the car community, more lit by running into yeah, people. Yeah, like lit on fire. I know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, to so watch it burn. I yeah. know. It's pretty easy to disagree with that. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that was last week's topic. You'll have yes. to listen to that or watch it. And uh, on this week's topic, um, I think it's going to be a more chill episode, but oh. it's still going to be a lot of fun because we're, we're not going to fire anybody up. Be. I mean, we could. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're discussing um, cars as investments. Cars um, as investments. Yeah, because oh. I feel, yeah, I feel like ever since I was or I've been growing up, or it's something that I've been always trying to convince either like my parents mm-hmm. about or my significant other. I'm like, anytime I buy a new car, I'm like, or before I buy a car, I'm like, this car is an investment. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna make me money. It's gonna be yeah, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, but there's levels to it. True. So <laughs> yeah, so we're gonna discuss. So we're gonna. So we're gonna oh, sorry. No, no. What are we so we're going to discuss the investment. Yes. Are they are cars investments or are they just money pits? Because a lot of times for me, uh, they turn out to be the exact opposite. And I end up <laughs> losing a lot of money and mm-hmm. end up regretting my decisions. But I still end up doing it over and over and over again. So we're going to be talking <laughs> all about that. And I want to know what your opinions are, too, because mm-hmm. I know that that depends depending on what you're what you're talking about but Mm -hmm. uh so with that said what's been happening for you guys this week what's been going on more of the same what is that what What is the same exactly (laughs) 
talking to customers, putting fires out, dealing with your Evo. What, what what's what's been happening with that thing? You've been struggling a little bit. Yeah, my eyes are still burning right now yeah. from this the fumes from the from the tuning <laughs> session you just put us through. We have a voltage differentiation between the two throttle bodies. Yeah. Oh. So okay. We've been troubleshooting if it's well no troubleshooting parts over we know what the problem is now now i have is it the throttle body that's the issue or not no so we checked all that now it's so got to be a wiring issue so the basic problem is whenever you stomp on the throttle it doesn't open all the way one opens uh, all the, the way the one does voltage, not the voltage range as long as i stay within the range yeah like within a certain range is fine but as soon as i go full throttle then it click kicks the safety and it shuts my throttle bodies off yeah well, that sucks so one of them's getting too much voltage so it's the actual wiring that's sending too much voltage and as soon as it over it gets too much voltage it trips it and it goes into oh. the safe so it's a little bit of troubleshooting yeah but we got it now oh sweet okay that's good and yeah and wow i haven't fixed the problem yet, okay but, we but you know, know what, what the problem is, is. yeah so nice. at least i don't have to send any parts out I just got to chase a little bit of wiring and get the same voltage values going to both throttle bodies and then we should be good. Okay. Yeah, cuz it kind of a, it's a unique thing that that happens is like it it starts over revving at idle because of the differential of of voltage between the two different throttle bodies. Yeah. And, and then uh, it starts creating vacuum and it'll actually pull one throttle body open so it just it continues to increase the idle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a weird deal. Yeah, that's very yeah, You don't want that twin throttle body problems yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you just if you just had like a normal, normal intake like intake, a normal ls <laughs> with a single throttle body <laughs> it looks sick but, though with the no, dual throttle it looks see, amazing with we'll yeah, two sorted. throttle bodies yeah, you know, it's not that big of a deal right is it possible to run a what like make it a uh what's it called a cable managed throttle dual throttle throttle body or no yeah of is course it thing? is you can of course you can oh okay it's just uglier mm the drive well, wire system is way cleaner. cleaner looking. Yeah. Yeah, and there's more potential for tuning with True. the drive-by-wire, right? I mean, you have auto blipping. You have all kinds of rad shit oh, that you want. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah. yeah, so anyways, it's just more tuning, more potential things to sort of work your way through. And then what's been going on on your end, Rob? Uh, the last week has been all 240SX stuff. We had a we have a car that we're waiting for the engine to come back from the builder right now and and I just been working my way through all the chassis uh, mods prep you know preparation preparation uh, yeah so we did um, it's uh, it's an S13 chassis we did an S15 rear subframe swap into it it's got all the GK Tech things that you could possibly hope to have all that so just getting all that stuff in 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 installed and fuel cell situation upgraded it's just just working my way through that yeah sweet so it's coming along we're almost done with all that we'll just hopefully get that motor back soon and we'll finish it up yeah and the motor is in is it australia that's crazy well the head yeah the head's the, in australia the head got sent to some super guru over there apparently it's like these guys are you know the s chassis the guys. gods yeah, so it's getting like all titanium stuff and everything, and it's it's a pretty serious upgrade. But uh, yeah, yeah, the yeah, clock cool. is ticking. We've been waiting, waiting, waiting. Mm -hmm. But I mean, that's fairly typical. So that's why we're just working our way through a bunch of other little things while we wait. We hydrate. 
Sorry, that's a <laughs> guy on TikTok that does like cooking and things, making crawfish boils and things, but different, uh, different podcasts. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's exciting to see, I think, finally coming together yeah, because cool. you put the, the rare diff in, you put all the pretty much all the components for the suspension for the most part are all in place now. Yeah. And with that, uh, hopefully I'll get his S chassis at some point in, or the old chassis from his car, the subframe. Mm into mine my yeah, god you got big you got you got some plans you've been yes. eyeballing some of these takeoff parts you want that See, that's more exciting don't you yeah because it's like a vast improvement yeah over what it was over what it was this is like nitpicky but then i've been looking at things like i was chewing rob uh, a few days ago i don't think i showed you but i was like wait a second on my feed i saw a uh, mustang a 2018 mustang gt subframe for like with everything in it with the diff for like 500 and something bucks US. That would be a significant. <laughs> well, that's what I was saying too, right? But I was like, oh my gosh, the only problem is. So no, no, there's more than one issue. Okay. And because you have a 280ZX, right? Yep. So what, what were the things that we were talking about, Elvis? Uh, there's a the, couple There's a couple the of points track that we were discussing. Width. The track width for the track width is quite a bit narrower. So that's question. The Mustang right? is like almost a full, a full we, foot. So from yeah, the 280ZX. I know. That's what I told Rob. <laughs> your 280ZX has a track width of whatever. Pick a number. The Mustang GT, 2018 Mustang GT. We measured it. We, we looked up the specs. It's 13 inches wider. So pretty much a foot. A foot and a 13 <laughs> inches that's, that's wider. That's exactly what I told Rob. I was like, this is perfect. Because my current wide body on either side in the back, it's about five or six inches. So I just need to widen it some more. The wide body, the wide body. Oh. Well, you see, and Elvis said the exact same. Oh, I'll just go extra wide. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, a, yeah, okay. I mean, you can do that. But yeah. You know, so and then the front, I need to widen it more. It's already eight inches on either side Question right now. Question all of these things. It needs to be wider. Like yeah. that, uh, what's it called? We were talking about that 240Z, the Tyler Powell, mm. uh, Z06, mm. 240Z06. Yeah. Mm. So sick. I love that thing. So, yeah. yes, I'm going to do a ZX version. We'll see. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. Yeah. But it's just exciting to be like, oh, my gosh, this thing comes with an LSD already from the factory and all these nice upgrades that it would You're be over the You're going to have bigger brakes in the back than you will in the front. Mm -hmm. Huh? Yeah, the, well, the Mustang the GT. No, I'm not just going to do the back. I'm probably also going to do the front. You'd have to do the front too. Yeah. So we were looking at that too. And the Corvettes as well, like Corvette, because I was like, ooh, Why you can you also get a Mustang. No. Yeah, just uh, buy a Mustang. Yeah. yeah. Then it's all ah. together. <laughs> no. no assembly required. And then you could do a body swap. Hey, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have thought about doing a body swap to the Datsun, but. Can you imagine? Body swap your ZX body onto the Mustang GT. I'll be crucified by the all the purists and even. I don't really I don't think, think you there's care. Any Mustang purists out there. Is no. There? I don't know. There's Datsun purists, though. There is Datsun purists. Yes. So, but I don't really care. So. <laughs> But yes, with that said, we're going to dive into the topic uh, today. Can a car be considered an investment? And when or where? It, because I know there's, I think there is a line um, that, first of all, actually, I'm just going to start out at the beginning. Uh, because if you ask a normal person this question, they'll instantly tell you no, just because uh, the average person is used to buying cars of what, three to four or five years old. And typically, those cars depreciate and at least 20 to 30% of their value in this. This is boring talk. But 
uh, to us, I don't know if that re- that really matters. No, you can make money on cars. Okay, sure you can on your daily driver, probably not. But then the other side of it is, for us, like things that we invest in is like your return might not necessarily come from the sale of the car. So like what what usually like would it promo, like for us, like if you look at the Evil Evo, yeah. Well, it doesn't really count because I have been offered probably more than what it costs to build, but that's pretty, pretty rare. <laughs> but I mean, for the most part, it basically changed the entire shop mm. and it opened up to a whole different class of customers. So was it a good investment? Yeah, it was a tremendous investment oh. in that respect, oh. but it was pil- purpose built for that purpose. So you initially knew, okay, you sat down on a table. I mean, you knew you wanted to build a car, but without like this shop of putting this shop into perspective would you have built the evil evil regardless like knowing oh this is going to be a sick car or yeah probably not to the same level okay yeah because it doesn't need to to be what it needs to be okay like it could be like i mean it's been mentioned a hundred times it could be 500 horsepower and it would be an awesome car yeah but if you want to get everybody's attention (laughs) you got to be a little bit ridiculous yeah and you know those people that are commenting how ridiculous of are wouldn't be commenting if I just if built. it was just a typical exactly. run of the mill LS swap. Yeah, it'd be the opposite. It'd be like, oh, there's another one. Yeah. But no matter what you say, you can't say my LS swap is typical either. <laughs> and if you do, you're just hating. Yeah. So was it a good investment? Yeah, it's a tremendous investment. Mm-hmm. But as far as resale, it's depreciating every day. Yeah. Because I could get the money for it when it was fresh and the hype was there, but as the hype subsides, it's depreciating mm. in relation to that. Yeah, mind you, it's held pretty damn strong. It has. It that car still blows my mind that it's still as popular as it is, even though it's been like what five years since that car was built. So, yeah, in that respect. But that's from a business perspective. Mm. And then the other side of it, if you want to try to make money. In cars, you need like as a private party, as a private party, you need to have some money. And so, like, why money? What what are we talking? Because, well, you the, get those little car flipper guys that are making five hundred bucks or a thousand dollars a car, and you can do it that way. But I mean, we got customers that are you know just because they're the, of their ability to purchase these cars, they're making like two hundred grand a car, <laughs> three hundred grand a car like it's crazy and they have cars that they've got to drive for and hold for two three years and sell for what they paid for them that is, that but we're me. talking hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah yeah this is not average stuff so. yeah you see it a lot now in like all the the sports cars supercar you know you, you get the allocation to be able to buy one of these kinds of cars like i mean we'll take porsche as an example you know if you could get one of those cars if you're lucky enough you could easily turn around and sell it right away. I mean, it's so common nowadays. Everything is sells way beyond MSRP. So, I mean, if you think about those cars, that's a tremendous investment. Like if you're able to financially afford one of those cars and sit on it for a little bit, because there's kind of a rule for that. Which one, the Porsche GT cars? And yeah, Porsche. There's a few cars like Mercedes, all those, a few of them where you have to hold it for at least a year. Yeah. So if you're if you're able to financially buy that car, sit on it for a little bit, you know, and like, you know, maybe not drive it, you're able to sell that car easily and make a a fortune. Right. You can do that. There's guys at one point were just selling their allocations. Oh, not even the actual car. Yeah, so they had to change the rules. <laughs> oh my so gosh! Then yeah. their people found a bunch of workarounds, and then that changed. And 
yeah there's been some shady stuff on how to make money doing that stuff mm. yeah because i remember even like what's his name freaking was it john cena that got the allocation to, to the ford gt Ford gt yeah the new and ford they gt yeah. <laughs> they tried to sue him and he settled out of court or something but uh yeah I, I just think that's interesting but um regarding like cars for example that you guys have had because i i feel like you guys have had and have a lot of cars but have there been cars that you guys have owned that personally has appreciated because sometimes in the car world you have those cars or those gems that i don't know yeah i so, so are there any cars that you guys have had or have that have mm -hmm. appreciated yeah yeah i haven't been too fortunate enough in my life but i have had cars that have appreciated and i've made a good amount of money you know, in my in my world, it was a good amount of money. One of my my classic 911 back in the day. I had a 78 911 SC. Mm. Yeah. Anyways, it was the first year uh, 911 SC, and I, you know, we we imported it from Japan. It happened to be some sort of rare color, and it needed a full restoration. I drove it. It was a driver. They leaked oil, did all the things, but uh, I ended up selling it a couple years later, and easily I, I doubled my money oh my god <laughs> four times the money it was, it was almost four times and that's a year later not even no like no no it was a couple years oh, okay, okay but i mean i i drove the car i got to enjoy the car and and i was sad to, to let it go but mm -hmm. it was one of those kind of cars that you know the opportunity was there and and i didn't do it for the finances you know mm -hmm. for the for the financial part of it i did it because it needed to be restored and i wasn't in a position to do it and yeah somebody else was so it just made sense right so that was a, that was one of those rare opportunities for me and i would have to say my daily right now it's probably gone up in value a little bit wow okay you know the 996 yeah. porsche it's gone up in value just simply i think because people recognize like they're good cars to own and drive and because of that the value is going up right uh, i haven't had any other vehicles so that 911 SC that you sold, yeah. knowing what the values of those are now, yeah. <laughs> would you have sold would you have sold it when you did or I, I, no? Nothing would have changed. Like if because, you could see into because the future. That, like I said, that car needed to be fully restored. Yeah, but when we sold it, it was almost at the peak of all that stuff. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. The the classic well, Porsche the thing it was, was it was it was like peaking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So even with Say I think at that time an SC was like a hundred, hundred and twenty-five thousand. Mm -hmm. You couldn't have restored that car. So if you would have took the rest restoration cost plus what he sold it for, you would have been over. So yeah. It wasn't really oh wow. It. Okay. Because it was yeah. it was pretty rough. Like it was solid, but it needed a lot of love. Yeah. yeah. And by the time you put sixty, seventy grand worth of parts in it, you're gonna make what fifteen? Like that's just parts you don't you're with your labor you're losing money yeah so yeah. a lot of people when they make these calculations of like oh i made fifteen hundred dollars off of it it's like <laughs> that's if your time is worth nothing yeah yeah, 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 really, yeah if your time is worth nothing it's like oh well i only worked on it like four weekends yeah that's a lot of time but in reality if you just worked overtime at your day job you would have had more money mm. yeah and not had to put yourself through all the stress <laughs> yeah so that's all part of the, the the formula the calculations that you know we have to think about daily is like okay well how much time is it going to take me to do that can i just buy something else like we talk about this with parts yeah and things like all the time like you can do these things if you're a diy guy in your garage yes of course it makes sense do it 
But when you're in the shop and your shop rate is what it is, time, it doesn't really work out. So, yeah, let it go. Yeah. Move on to something else. Yeah, but in the internet world, time is free. Yeah, yeah. time Everybody is free. Everybody has an abundance of it. <laughs> yeah. And they're willing to give it away for nothing. Yeah. Because then, then that's always the argument. Like, we've had these online arguments. It's just like, yeah, if you can't do it yourself and you got to pay somebody, it's like, I see your cars. Mm-hmm. You should be paying somebody else to do yeah, this. Yeah. Like it's, mm. you know, and then half of these cars never get finished. Yeah. So even at free labor, they don't get finished. So if you're paying somebody, you're probably never going to get to the other side. Mm-hmm. And you got to be choosy on which cars you're even doing. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's so funny because <clears throat> I used to have a uh, '70s Celica, first generation uh, Toyota Celica GT. And oh, still one of the cars I should never have sold. But mm. the interesting thing about that was I bought it for almost nothing. And then uh, it wasn't running, had it running like over 30 years. Um, and so I got it, uh, I rebuilt the carburetor, did all of these things, got new wheels, had it repainted. And uh, after, I, <laughs> after I ended up selling it, I, uh, I was like, yeah, I've made some money, but then my wife kept started asking me, she was like, wait, so uh, how much did you put into this car? <laughs> and I had never, I, I, at that point, I didn't think about it. I was just- Well, you dismissed the only, all that other stuff. Yeah, you're like- for 500 exactly. and I sold it for five grand. <laughs> I'm up 4,500. Exactly. The math was mathing it. Yeah. It cost me nine grand to get 4,500, but- mm-hmm exactly and that was exactly what happened to me i just didn't think about it or i guess i hadn't concerned i was like wait a second and i started adding and i was in the deficit like i was like negative like a few grand yeah i was like oh my gosh this is terrible this is horrible yeah, and you did it all on your own exactly right? yeah no, i didn't even no, count my hour there's no hours i'm just thinking there. about yeah. that right yeah. now <laughs> I didn't even, because i was thinking of just parts that i spent to like and i was like yeah but i didn't even count my hours yeah. and i spent a lot of time making that thing look so, I mean, it was still terrible looking, but it looked less terrible than it did when I got it. But here's the thing. Here's, here's, here's the side of it that I think about when you talk about uh, whether or not a car is an investment or not. Now, that was a bad financial investment. <laughs> yeah. But what was the positive side of that was the experience part of the investment was worth more than anything. True. That, that See, is that's true. how yeah. I like to look at cars. Mm. You know, like... Being able to build, drive, and just experience any one of these cars is worth more than money to me. <laughs> no, and you can argue, <laughs> but like no, it's it's a no. pretty it's a pretty f- awesome thing to be able to to do that to be able to have some sort of expression of creativity if if you're into doing that. Uh, just being able to drive one of these cars is an amazing opportunity and and a and a tremendous thing to experience yeah i think the investment in that is worth it tim you don't seem to agree with that no (laughs) that's bullshit (laughs) (laughs) i'm kind of in the middle between both of you because there's a part of me that's like yes it uh it yeah that makes sense but at the same time i'm like or the effort that I spent in that car, all the sweat. Oh, mm-hmm. it was like freaking LA summer was like 150 degrees or some Fahrenheit. Uh, it wasn't that hot, but it was re- <laughs> it was really hot. And I, I'm thinking, I'm like, ah. is that Some your of them same just thoughts? Aren't worth it. Like, 
no matter what you do to them, you drive it and you're like, mm, no. That's true. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Uh, well, a little bit of experience in life kind of tells you like whether or not to pursue that investment just, or not. <laughs> you got to be smart about what you're doing. Right. Because there's some cars that just were never good to start with. Yeah. So you're going to put a bunch of time and money in it and it's it's all for a loss. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. you can write it off as a learning experience, <laughs> but you got to know when to stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But some people don't. You see people get like hundreds of thousands of dollars into cars. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It happens all the time. I mean, we get questioned all the time. Hey, can you restore this or do this? And you're like thinking, man, why would you invest anything Mm-hmm. in that like there must be such intense you know connection Affection with these for, like this for these cars the most recent one was an 87 chevrolet caprice oh yeah and you're like oh. what <laughs> and then it's funny because i quoted him based on what it would actually cost okay and then he kept trying to go well maybe just like a little bit like just <laughs> what if what if you just did this and it's like we don't do that mm-hmm. if you want it patched up go find a mako or something and even then even if it's fifteen hundred dollars you're not getting your money back no like the car is almost worthless yeah yeah but it's like you know, if you have sent, and there's shops out there that will take advantage of people. Mm-hmm. In well, we know of one that basically pulled a midnight move because oh, they straight no. up preyed on sentimental people. Yeah, that's and, well, I'll turn them down because some of those cars are just too hard to build. Yeah, because it's like, oh, I got a '63 Cadillac DeVille. Chasing parts for that thing is a nightmare. nightmare. Yeah, and you'll never get paid for your time because, like, oh, here's your part. Here's the bill that it took me six hours to do to a find research. It. Yeah, you don't. You never get paid for that stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some shops that are lucky enough that are doing the caliber cars that you can get away with that, but for the most part, you can't. Yeah, like it's too hard to get your time back. So mm-hmm. we just say no. Wow. And then of course they're disappointed and they work their way down the chain and they end up at that one guy that next thing you know he's got three hundred thousand dollars into this car that like. Some pristine example went through Barrett Jackson and got thirty-two thousand oh, dollars. Know I mean? mm-hmm. Because it was their sucks. grandpa's car or something. You're just yeah. like, but that's not us. That's not for me. Mm-hmm. No. Plus, you can't get into those. Like it's, I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. It's cool though that you guys know. Like you kind of know what it's going to take just by looking at it or knowing what that car is. Um, I think that's pretty cool. I'm probably taking you guys a lot of years. You get <laughs> a lot, lot of experience working your way through all of those, those you know challenges is I definitely mean, what what you learn from, right? Yeah. Like, and there's some people that straight up like enjoy that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some so people do, like, right? Like the challenge of like looking mm-hmm. for the parts. Yeah, so like we yeah. did this crazy treasure hunting convertible yeah. once, and it was like we I spent hours and hours like just so much time chasing parts and Mm -hmm. then you're in forums and you're having conversation and it's like a whole community of people just to try to get something but it's like oh i got a guy let me message him (laughs) and that guy's like oh i don't got it but i got a guy so it's like five days before you oh sorry man he sold it no so and then it and then of course there's the one guy that has it that wants to hold it ransom and he jacks you so it's like those there's just certain cars that like sure you can make money at the end but it's not so worth it's it it's not worth the work yeah man, so yeah but i mean if that's what you want to do and that's your hobby it's no different than going golfing you're never going to get all your golf whatever the hell membership mm-hmm. fees back and all that type of shit so if that's your thing do it yeah but 
write that time and effort off as you know put a value to it yes it's like i enjoy doing it i'm willing to sacrifice this much money to be able to do this mm -hmm. yeah and then yeah. it doesn't feel like a loss mm. oh that's good and that's it's like a, good a lot advice. of these guys like we have a bunch of old guys that come in and like they basically are trying to break even but they With want what they've spent yeah and they just want something to do and they go and they go to swap meets and they come here and chat us up for an hour and they go here and there and they know everybody and it's like that's you know as long as they're not losing money they're happy yeah and then you get the other guys that are just chasing money and trying to make money and they're just as annoying but yeah so because it's similar to you were you were just <laughs> we were just looking at a honda civic online on like on our oh, lunch yeah. break and uh you were like yeah this is this guy had like how many pages of five pages of stuff that he <laughs> stuff. bought for the car yeah. yeah and then the last thing is like six grand i know and i'm like for five pages and it's actually good stuff Decent like stuff, name yeah. brand yeah. a lot of them were name brand stuff and you can oh you can tell yeah this guy probably spent more on this so you're probably getting this car the chassis or the car for free <laughs> you're just paying for the parts and the guy's probably losing out on some of that money too because mm -hmm. it was a running and driving car yeah but then you choose a platform that makes sense that may ne not necessarily be that guy's flavor and you take the same quality of parts and put it into a different car you can extract most of your money out of it yeah so what would like be one card that you could do that for like you it just comes to your head camaro like 60s yeah no? any camaros muscle cars any of that kind of stuff there's always Mustangs. like a baseline where yeah. you're gonna get a decent amount of money out of it if it's not a rust bucket probably not all of it and then i mean the next level is like these little air-cooled porsches oh yeah everything's available for them if yeah. you want to pick away at one the parts aren't crazy expensive and you can clean one up and do good on it. Yeah. You do one after another down yeah, there. Yeah, all the time. Like literally, the time. like there's just- Literally this week, two, it's, one came, one, one went. One comes, one goes. And it's like just knowing the things that you need to clean up and what, you know, and you can leave a little bit for the next guy, but yeah. you do the big things and they're out the door and he's making money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because once you also document that you've done those things and you have proper like probably receipts and all of this stuff, then it's, yeah because it's pretty it's pretty awesome like i kind of want a classic 911 yeah just for that purpose of like they're good cars and there's like the simple things you do to them and they can last you for a long time and yeah. you still make your money back or even make It'll more probably cover it some people get lucky yeah but those are like those weird things where you got to start getting into specific models and little trim things yeah. that changes the value a lot so mm-hmm yeah yeah but just a driving experience along the way well that's one of those cars that's worth it right that's there. a yeah. great car yeah, yeah, to drive yeah, yeah. as you go and yes. as you modify it and correct it it just gets progressively better and better and better mm -hmm. and then some cars like you know these hondas <laughs> to pick on you honda guys every time so apologies sorry the more performance and the more shit you throw at it it's like the worse it gets yeah like the more undrivable it gets yeah so then you're going the other way and you're like i gotta get rid of this thing i can't drive it anymore case in point six thousand dollar honda with all the parts on it and it wasn't the only one no there were like multiple multiple <laughs> cars that guys had gotten a ton of money in and can't get it back out yeah so Plus i think those cars are like why would you want to buy one of those when you can get a clean one for 3500 and do all that stuff yourself that's true get to pick out your own parts but yeah you probably pick all the same parts you probably pick all the <laughs> but yeah. but with that build sheet, that whole spec sheet of parts in that particular car, it kind of comes the assumption 
that that car's been banging off the rev oh, limiter. Oh, I didn't even think about been, that part. You know, beat the hell yeah, out yeah, yeah. its entire life. That's true. <laughs> so if you get, uh, you know, some, you know, calmly driven Econo box Honda Civic, build it yourself. unmodified, build it yourself. Yeah, that's true. One owner. And why Baby. are all these cars swapped? Because the original motor was blown Trash. up. Trash, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's also interesting, too, for investment, looking at the uh, crap. What's that thing behind us? The Delahaye. The Delahaye. Mm. Because I feel like, again, you're playing with a completely different clientele. You're playing with a different yep. price range and all of that. And so, because I know it took, it's taking you sometimes months to find parts for it. And if you can't, you have to make them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but those are the things where it's like the end value is so crazy. Exactly. You have room. Yeah. But that's not for most people. No. Plus, like, just on the monetary side of it, it's crazy. So big risk, big reward. Yeah. But to see a project like that through to the end, like most people can't see projects through to the end when they got a parts store down the street. <laughs> this guy is like. He's accidentally called me at three in the morning because some other guy in Belgium is also named Tim. <laughs> He's like, oh, sorry, wrong Tim. I'm calling Tim from Belgium. That is so like, funny. Oh, shit, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, I got to talk to this guy about these piston rings or something. So, I mean, that's on a completely different scale. Like, that's next level treasure hunt stuff. Yeah. yeah. And this guy's willing to jump on planes and go meet these people that's and do awesome. all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So, that's like the opposite end of the spectrum and yeah. these are like five six seven year builds that he's doing yeah yeah but these cars are getting like a million million dollars yeah multi-million dollar cars right yeah so it's like you know you're gonna get it like you know what the value is at the end you just got to get there yeah whereas like some of these cars you're taking a chance yeah you might take it to barrett and he's like i saw one go for 250 and then yours goes for 60 yeah whereas that it's like if you have one this is what the last one sold for. So you're going to probably at least get that or, or more. more. Yeah. So. Pretty sick. So. Same thing with like McLaren F1s. Like, again, all those are very, very high end builds or high end, not, not necessarily builds, but high end cars yeah. uh, to start with. So the baseline you're starting with is already that high. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. and you're in a different class of money. Yeah. It's like completely different. Like some of the parts, what the cost for these cars are insane. <laughs> Like it's insane, but if you get to if you can get to the end, the resale is crazy too. Mm -hmm. But you got to be able to stomach like, I need one of these. It's sixty two thousand dollars, and only this guy has it. And you got to pay it. You got to pay no it. No choice. Mm -hmm. So yeah. there's no workaround. And yeah. those like some of those things on there, there's very specific things that you need to have. Like you might have some leniency in some things, but some stuff you just got to pay. Yeah, mm -hmm. or just and make it. You gotta. You don't know how long it's gonna take to get the next piece oh yeah so, like, like if for me i would be stressed out i was like okay i'll pay the sixty two thousand dollars, but how soon can we sell this thing <laughs> because i need to get that back right away mm -hmm. whereas this guy it's like this is sixty two thousand, but we might have to wait a year before this thing could be sold or two years or three years so it's like you got a lot of money tied up so it's not yeah. like a quick flip kind of thing like he has an average it's actually funny because i've had this discussion i think we're going to have him on the podcast at one time is like what it's worth for him to do it is like he sets a certain amount of return that he expects to see. Okay. So it's almost like a salary. Oh. You know, so it's like if it takes me five years and I make three hundred grand, that's acceptable. That's sixty thousand dollars a year for me to have put in all the effort yep. to put this together. But if it's less than that, I might as well Not just go get it. another a second job. Interesting. And just make money. You know what I mean? So that's how he 
budgets his yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. I guess. That's so, smart, though. That's very well, smart. Well, that's when you're trying to make money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you're mm-hmm. trying to take a hobby and mix it with actually make it make sense and make it make money so you're not lying to your wife. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's no trying to convince her. Yeah. You're like, um, sorry, I spent this much. <laughs> yeah. Because we all show them, like, look at this thing's like 100, they sell for like 200 grand. Yeah. And you never tell her it's going to cost 260 to build it. <laughs> It's fifteen hundred dollars at a time, and yeah. two thousand dollars, and all your weekends and all your evenings. And <laughs> yeah. So, but you have, like, when I was thinking of this topic, I was also thinking of some of your cars too, because I feel like some cars that you've bought and they've gone up in value, or they've yeah. So, like, which which ones for the audience that do not know? Pretty much all of them. I've wow. actually been really lucky in that respect. But at the time I purchased them, I was an idiot. <laughs> so which ones like which my ones? my 2.16 the cause 2.516 yeah i paid eight thousand dollars for it when i bought it that's crazy but at that time everybody just associated those cars to like the one thousand dollar yeah old 190e mercedes down you know what i mean and then i think we might have had something to do with the current popularity of 190s yeah definitely now the values are through the roof yeah like even what are the values for like a crap one or like a good one i think the most recent non-running crappy one was like 2700 bucks insane and so a good one yeah a good one is what 2.5 2.3 you see them selling yeah like a regular 2.3 yeah the cosworth cars are like 25 to 50,000, depending on sort of of course kilometers and all those types of things but you see and of course, you always get these guys with like. I think there was just recently a guy with like a mild out one. I had like five hundred thousand kilometers. He's trying to get twenty six thousand. <laughs> so, and they always post a picture of like one of the evolution nice cars. Ones. Yes, like, exactly. This is three hundred fifty thousand. So yeah. this is cheap. But like at the time when I bought mine, I paid eight thousand dollars for it. Everyone thought I was stupid because it's just a broken down Mercedes. But I was deeply into it, and at the same time, an Evo two went across and it sold for 50,000 US back then yeah and now the most recent one that I seen trade was like 325 US so that's like a half a million dollar Canadian oh car oh my god mm-hmm. crazy yeah that's but crazy. during that era there was a bunch of cars that were like that that we passed up yeah like I could have got a Diablo VT for 60 grand wait 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 what yeah <sighs> Yeah. Test, Testarossa's coming out of Japan were like $30,000. Yeah, I, I heard about that one. Yeah. It's just insane, man. And now, like a cheap Testarossa's like 150, 140,000. At one point, like a couple, two years ago, they peaked there in 200. So. That's crazy. And so. then your pre merger AMG AMG G Wagon, I paid 14000 for it. And now we don't even know the value because there's so few of them being sold. And I think the last one I've seen sell was like 48,000 US mm-hmm. for one very similar to mine. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not crazy, crazy money, but I didn't lose anything. My mm-hmm. 454 SS pickup, same thing. I paid 8,000 for it, and it's probably 45 or 50 wow. grand now. So, you've been very lucky, people might say. So, but are there, for the audience that's listening, like, or the younger audience or whatever, if people want to get into this game, are there some cars that are being sold today or cars that are maybe from the early 2000 or from the early 90s that haven't necessarily seen that bump of price yet, but based on what they are, you you predict that they're going to go up in price and become investments in the future? Again, this is just a prediction. It's- I would say the F-body cars. 
like the 80s Camaros. Oh, the boxy see, boys. Yeah, you're starting to see those come out and people asking real money for them. Like really? clean ones that sat in carports and garages. Because for the most part, those things dipped to a point where everyone trashed them yeah. and destroyed them. So now there's so few really clean Good ones, ones yeah. that the value is, it's like C10 pickups. They were free at one point. I don't understand like the C10 pickup market. At the end market. of the driveway, it'd be like $50. Like yeah. take this <laughs> pile of away from here. Yeah. Whereas now you can't get a rusty C10 for less than like five grand. Yeah, crazy. And then you get a clean patinaed one that you see some of these like roaster shop builds and stuff based on guys want like thirty, forty thousand dollars for them. Yeah. And those trucks were almost worthless. That's so crazy. So mm. yeah. Any cars, Rob? What are any any suggestions? I I'm not very good with stuff like that, but I have noticed that like Fox Body Mustangs are pretty popular now. Mm. And you can probably still find one reasonable, but they seem like they're coming on. Yeah, you I got, feel like Fox Body. You got to find them with like the original interiors and all that kind of stuff. Ah. That stuff always seems to like retain its value as the more stock it is, the better. <laughs> yeah. Numbers Which matching. is super, super rare, especially with a car like that. Because so mm -hmm. much of that stuff they were gets trashed, trashed yeah. and abused. Racing bucket seats. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. I don't, so, yeah. think, I don't think the Camaros ever really were that good. They were pretty, they were pretty shit. So but like nowadays, the aftermarket support on those vehicles is starting to come on pretty strong. There's a lot of really cool things for but those chassis now. So that's probably a good one. And now, you know, it's in my fantasy garage too. I'd love to have one. Because it's more nostalgia from that yeah. time. So it's yeah. like our age group. You're yeah, like, yeah. Oh, damn, like a yeah. 92 IROC. That'd be yeah, sick. That'd be so sick. sick. Yeah. And then you drive it and you're like, oh, man, oh this thing is a pile of <laughs> it makes 180 horsepower and then from a five liter you, yeah, v8 yeah. or something and yeah. next thing you know you see a resto mod because some guy wants to build his ultimate irock and it's like now they're six-figure yeah. cars yeah so yeah there's not like well now it's, i was gonna say they're not making any more of them but now they're actually making more of them they are no like the pre like the 67 camaros you can buy a brand new one in a box what yeah, oh, I guess all body. the parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing with the Mustangs, too. Mustangs, you can buy a whole... Complete body. I think that is so cool. Try five Chevys. I think they're doing Chevelles now. So hmm. it's like you can literally buy a brand new Chevelle. I love that. That's so, so cool. Yeah, that's pretty wild, hey? Yeah. Yeah. And so, so. but do you think that is going to hurt the values of these cars if people can just buy them? No, because they're not really that much cheaper. Brand new? No? No, because those bodies are still like $30,000. We're getting a brand new car. Yeah, but if you get, you know, some rusty body, it's at the end, you have the same car. Right? You actually have a better car. I guess so, yeah. Yeah. So. And then, for me, I don't know, I would say, I was going to say 90s cars, but I feel like those have already, like, started skyrocketing like crazy, like the Mark IV Supra, the yeah. R34. But those, again, are the same cars that drop down into that, like, 15 nothing yeah i know a friend range. that bought a mark four for 20 grand a so, turbo they got for the, 20 grand yeah and then they got destroyed yeah the half of them got crushed the rest of them got butchered so now the values of the clean ones are crazy insane so insane there's, there's a lot of cars that are gonna fall through that thing yeah rx7 it hasn't skyrocketed as much yet but i know it's going to for sure if you can find one that's still an RX-7. Yeah, that's true. There's not that hadn't been wide-bodied, hasn't been wide body, motor LS swap. swap or like, yeah. So if you Something. can find a clean one, then you're already starting to see them. They're like $75,000, dollars $90,000. Insane. Insane. And those cars were like 90 new, I think. Like, the they were ones? expensive. 
RX7? Uh, FDs. Yeah. Really? They were that expensive? They were new? really expensive new. What? I did not know that. I thought they were also like $30,000 no, cars new. They were pretty expensive new. Oh, wow. Okay. So. Yeah. And then I don't know what else there is. And like then, this. Corvettes are. Those yeah, Corvettes, I feel like they're guaranteed. No? I don't know. C4s no? are pretty shit. No, C4s are the worst. They're my C5s worst generation. So I, C5s were okay. They're decent. They were powerful. It's like, pretty cool. It's kind of like when they started getting better. Yeah. But the, the styling of the C5 was kind of its weak point. Yeah, I'm trying to think of any other cars. Let me just look on this wall of multiple cars. I'm sure I'll mm. find one. Um, I mean, I think Datsuns. Not because I have one. But the 240, yeah, the, the 240Zs, the, the earlier cars, I think, are going to keep on going up. Because there, I feel like there was one that sold for like, it was just an outlier one, but it sold for like 400 or 300 and something thousand. Yeah. Like yeah, two like, years, like, last year or something. Special one or something. Yeah. yeah but but like be, zero miles yeah, or something. Like undriven, found in, you know. Yeah. But because they're even the ones that were restored by Nissan at the time, I think they're like $60,000. Yeah. Yeah. Because they restored them in like yeah. the 90s, I think, yeah, which like was Nissan took so them crazy. In, restored them and sold them for like 60 grand. Yeah. And you can't restore that car now for 60 grand. No. There's no way. Like chasing down all those bits and pieces. Like even the one that I have, I kind of want to sell it and just get a regular one. Yeah. That's like good, functional. Well, this is. This one is a rare model, and it just doesn't make sense to cut it up. So I'd rather give it to some super Datsun <laughs> to go chase his dreams. Yeah. What I want to yeah. do with it is, you know. So if there's somebody out there with a clean Datsun that wants to trade for a first year. Hit us up. Hit media us up. at TrickFactory.com. I know there was a Datsun guy that, that commented on one of our Instagram, on a, one of our podcasts. He sent us an email. Oh, yeah. Send us so pictures. That was pretty cool. His, yeah. His you know, Datsun was pretty Datsun. sick. Yeah. yeah it's pretty cool. So nice. It's very period. Yeah, the whale tail and the two-tone paint job and the center lines. Oh, nice! nice. Yeah. yeah, Vipers, Vipers. I feel like Vipers. Vipers, I think are gonna. Our thing, yeah, because I feel like they're still. You can still get them. Like the Gen ones are still like forty. Yeah, but grand. they went, They were already, They're already on the way up. Yeah, because like when we were looking at GTSs and stuff, they're like twenty six, twenty seven thousand. We're like, man, we should what? buy one of these things. Now those same GTSs are like sixty. <laughs> So they've Crazy. doubled in the last probably five or six years, and they'll yeah. probably keep I think keep they'll going. keep going, yeah. Because think of it, V10, naturally aspirated, manual transmission. Death trap. Exhaust that can burn you, unsafe, yeah. perfect Hot, recipe. Miserable. <laughs> That's what everybody Absolutely wants. That's what people terrifying. want, yeah. yeah. The worse it is, the better it, it's yeah. weird, yeah. So, and then, of course, like old Ferraris and all. But those are almost... I mean, there's, yeah, old Ferraris are on Obtanium right now. I think that some of the Ferraris that are going to come on are like the original 308. And, well, even those 308, like when I first started looking at a 308, they were like 20 grand. They what? Were 20 grand 20 for like grand? 10 years. So I thought what? I had all the time in the world. 308 like, for 20 grand? I'll get one eventually. Yeah, oh now they're like gosh. 100. Oh. But they were like 17 to 25,000 literally That's for like insane. 10 years. Even 355s used to be like 50 grand. And now they're insane. Everybody now wants the well manual. Over 100. Yeah. The F1 sound and all yeah. that. Mm hmm. 348s and then there's all the weird like the mondials and like oh all those weird oh, those weird, are ugly, ugly i hate that yeah. car so so but ugly you see the little wedgie original 308 yeah i love that those thing. are cool cars i, love I think that they're thing. gonna start climbing people say it looks weird but i kind of like it i like it yeah yeah amg cars any of the end oh cars. oh yeah a amg cars for sure 
any Find, finding clean ones that aren't beat up is all the v8 stuff because i just watched a review a throttle house review of the four cylinder uh new c63 do you guys know like they're actually four cylinders now from 2020 four cylinder turbo? yeah I i'm like it makes like 600 and something horsepower Wow. I think it's maybe electric-ish assisted, hybrid. maybe hybrid. I don't know the powertrain, but I know it's a four-cylinder and it makes like 600 and something horsepower and That's it's crazy. Insane. I know. How can yeah, you make an AMG a four-cylinder? I don't know. So the next, I guess, is going to be electric. But I feel like those cars are, because when I watched the review, it, it sounded like not a good car. Like it was good for technology and all these things, but it lost the soul of an AMG, the loud V8 with thunderous noises and all of that. So I feel like all of those cars, like the W2, like early 2000s C63s are going to go up um, at some point. Or C5, e, C, the 55s and 63s mm -hmm. uh, are going to go up. They have different motors, but yeah. So those, but yeah. That's mm. Yeah, I would have to imagine. So like with, with the way cars are going now, you know, they're losing the sound. They're losing the, I don't know, a lot of, a lot of those vibes. So these classics, like those AM, the classics AMGs, you know cls 55 you know and all those ones yeah man those are great cars so they sick. really were great cars your car is probably gonna go up at some point it's kind of on par right cls 55 by the way what i paid for it oh it is Th that's crazy and i've had it for <laughs> i don't even know like eight years or something seven wow. years yeah that's pretty yeah cool. right yeah it's about, about seven years because yeah. i got my my m5 at the same time have you has your M5 lost money or is it still the same since you got I, it? V10 to be honest, M5, I don't really way. know. I have an E60 M5 and yeah, it's probably similar. I would I don't know. I can't really say for sure cuz yeah. I I don't I'm not really that familiar with the market, but yeah. It's not probably really pretty close. Okay. Yeah. But uh yeah. I, I mean the the deeper and deeper we get into these electric cars and all these types of things I personally, I would assume the value of things like the the E60 M5 and the CLS is, you know, these cars with the sound and the feel and yeah. you know, it has it's you know, it's vibing on you. I think those cars are just gonna go up in value. I think so too. Just because I think we're we're all gonna be desperate <laughs> desperate for, for no what ice. that was again. Yeah. Awesome. I think that's it. Anything else? Mm. No. Perfect. Nah. Okay. Huh? Keeping it chill this week. Yeah. Not <laughs> to cause a ruckus. Okay. Know. Yeah. So with that said, we will see you guys next week. Have a glorious weekend or week. Bye bye.